Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to discuss the season two of Love is Blind. And I love this because there's really amazing attachment style behaviors that are being displayed on this series. So I think it's a wonderful teaching point. And I hope that if you see yourself and any of the characters, or maybe you, um, and I said characters as if they're fake, and any of these real people who are on reality TV, right? If you resonate with any of it, uh, I think today's episode will be helpful. If you haven't watched, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll explain some of the behaviors, and maybe then you'll want to go watch season two. Love is Blind is my favorite reality love show. I'm sorry, but The Bachelor just creates terrible relationship dynamics. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think it's great to watch. It's entertainment. But it, when it comes to people actually having a shot 
had a great relationship and creating a really great foundation. There's a few shows that do that okay. And Love is Blind is one of those shows where, um, you know, if if I had been offered an opportunity, I probably would have gone on it. I never sought that out or um, never thought about doing that. But it's a show that I think is actually helpful to people on their journey. And I'm going to stop my rant because that's not what this is about. So, all right. Before I get going, uh, the other day was 22222 wild. I hope you soaked that in and really took a moment to acknowledge it. That will never happen again in our lifetime. And you may or may not know about angel numbers and knowing that the twos are supposed to connect us to uh, the spiritual world. And I don't know how much you believe in that. Um, But kind of a cool thing just to acknowledge that that'll never happen again. And it happened in our lifetime. So go us. Um, All right. Love is Blind, season two. I have to talk about Danielle. I have to start with Danielle. And Danielle represents someone who has gone through relational trauma, emotional trauma. Um, She's really struggling in her own identity and her own beliefs about herself. And I guess before I go any farther, I want to offer the caveat that I don't know these people personally. I don't know what was left out of the reality TV show. There are certainly ways that people are portrayed that do not tell the whole story. I know that in talking with friends who've been on reality TV, it's just not the whole picture. So I'm not claiming to say that I know this person. And I I don't want to say that what I'm sharing is um, 100% accurate because the reality is, is I don't have the whole story. What's left in reality TV shows for entertainment is there for entertainment. Um, that being said, like I mentioned earlier, we can use this as an educational tool. So I will talk about what was on the show. Also while acknowledging it's not the whole story. All right, that's my caveat in case anyone is listening and they're like, oh, but you don't actually know them. You're right. I don't. It's true. But how can we all learn from their bravery? Um, So Danielle, she is incredibly vulnerable. She clearly opens up early, early on with Nick um, is the person that she bonds with. And there's reasons for that, I believe, which I'll talk about. Uh, But Danielle definitely displays what I would call disorganized attachment style. And y'all know I've talked about disorganized attachment. It's where you experience both anxious and avoidant attachment strategies. And this can be incredibly maddening to your partner because you want them really close and then you push them away and you will go back and forth uh, between wanting that reassurance and and then pushing the person away 
Um, but also having sort of an insatiable need for reassurance. And in the series, I want to acknowledge that, you know, obviously I'm not Danielle's psychologist. Um, I don't know her personally. However, it's really clear to me that there's still a lot of healing, a lot of wounding that she has not worked through that's coming up over and over and over again. In her relationship with Nick, it's clear one of the main things is her own body image and her own insecurities about her body. She talks about having lost 70 pounds and how she never uh, really healed her body image. And even though she's this gorgeous woman you see on the show and um, you know, she really is is beautiful. She has body dysmorphia and that she's always thinking about how he'll find someone skinnier. Maybe he'll go find somebody prettier, right? And she has a lot of these body image insecurities that come up. Um, so she's dealing with that. It's also clear that there's deep fears of abandonment, that there's deep fears of not being good enough and that she's not a good partner. And she does a lot of anxious attachment type thinking where she's overthinking every scenario and really thinking about things before they happen and planning things. And um, there's this really challenging scene where she's going to meet Nick's mother and Nick's sisters. And you they're at uh, this table and you can tell that Nick's mom is just very not, not warm. Um, she's not very emotionally available. She's not a super expressive person. She she certainly would fall into uh, somebody with some avoidant attachment strategies, very distant emotionally. And you can see that Danielle is there and she's really trying to connect and um, just overanalyzing and she's incredibly anxious. And I just have so much compassion for her in knowing that she is here on this show. She meets this person that she's crazy in love with and she's trying to build a great relationship, but she's really fighting her own her own stuff. It's really getting in the way, right? And all these situations, I can't even imagine having a camera crew and you're having to start living with someone for the first time. And um, there's all of these situations that she's thrown into. And I don't think she was doing very well emotionally or mentally as the filming was happening. And it was clear. So honestly, I had so much compassion. I almost felt like, oh, I don't even think she should be on TV. She really needs help. So I don't say that out of a place of judgment, just out of a place of awareness. And myself having experienced disorganized attachment style, uh, really seeing it play out on reality TV, it's just heartbreaking to me. Um, it's interesting that Nick is so drawn to her and at the same time, it makes sense. 
they are not the typical anxious avoidant dynamic. And when I when I think about their connection and some of Nick's attachment style and his way of being, I would say that he's actually more anxious, that he has anxious attachment. Um, he And I think he does possess some secure qualities as well, which is great. He's a bit older than Danielle. He's probably been through some things and he has some secure attachment strategies as well as anxious attachment. But you mix some of his anxious attachment and then her disorganized attachment strategies and holy cow, there is so much going on in that dynamic. Um, one of the things that we see again and again is Danielle's need for reassurance. She wants reassurance about herself and she wants reassurance about the relationship. And it's to the point where no matter what Nick is saying, she's not really taking it in, at least in the moment. Later on, she can come and say, yes, I hear you, I understand, but she's not able to really take in reassurance that he's offering. And then what causes some some elevated spiraling, I guess, you, you know, some emotional dysregulation, arguing, whatever you want to call it, what really escalates things for them is Nick becomes very frustrated that he's giving so much reassurance because he feels like he's not being heard and he feels like he can't do it right when Danielle does not accept it. So he's trying, he wants to be present, he feels like he's messing up. And then some of the anxious attachment stuff of I'm not a good partner, devaluing yourself, that gets triggered for him. And then some of the defensiveness comes out. So there's a lot going on in that dynamic. Um, another, Another thing that I see from Danielle is a lot of protest behaviors. And she's she's really testing him all the time. And of course, I realize this is a collapsed timeline. If they were dating in the real world, they would have had more time. And she might not have felt as pressured and maybe she could have worked through some things and there would not have been quite so much protest behavior. But one of the things that that she does is um, really throwing her lifestyle and her way of being. And she talks about how she's into garage band and she has to have her garage band drums in the living room. And that's, here's the thing, y'all. It's not about the garage band. It's about, this is me. You better accept me for who I am. And if you're not going to accept me for who I am, you better tell me now because I want to run, right? This is some of that disorganized attachment strategy coming out where where you're trying to push the person away and you want to see if they're going to fight, if they're going to stay. Which was really fascinating that when we met Danielle's mom, she talked about that. She said, I know my daughter. And when she's telling you to go away, that's when she needs you the most. Classic disorganized attachment style. So all this is going on in their connection. And the thing about Nick is 
he also has the anxious attachment struggle of, I want to make this relationship work no matter what. So he is incredibly patient and calm and kind with Danielle, while at the same time, he's struggling to feel secure in the relationship, and he's not really able to ask for the reassurance that he needs because there's so much time spent on Danielle getting her reassurance. So this is just some of my take on what's what's happening with Danielle and Nick. I have to be honest, I binged watched I think nine episodes of this show, and I actually haven't seen the last episode. I don't know if they end up getting married. So I'm going to watch that later. Um, but but here's the deal. If they wanted to get married, let's talk through this. Like what would need to change? What would need to change? Number 1, Danielle would need to learn how to self-soothe. She would learn, need to learn how to emotionally regulate, to bring herself down, and then to ask for what she needs. So I so badly as I was seeing these dynamics between them, because there's two beautiful people, they they want a great relationship. I, you know, I would love to help them. And I so badly just wanted to get on there and help them with what we call dialogue, which is a uh, communication structure to assist couples in navigating conflict. None of us learn how to navigate conflict in a healthy way. This is something that I do teach inside of the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. So how do you use dialogue in your relationship so that conflict can bring you closer and not tear you apart? And these two desperately need a communication structure to guide their communication when they're experiencing conflict. So all of that and uh, you know another another piece is that they need to be able to learn how to give one another reassurance and how to accept it. So I can offer somebody so much reassurance, but if they're not accepting it, it's not actually helping move to secure attachment, right? So um, I think some of it is really, for, for Danielle, really releasing past relationship trauma. Because if I'm in the moment and I'm with my partner, and they are reassuring me, reassuring me, reassuring me. I know they're a great guy. And I have so much evidence that, wow, they're going to be kind and thoughtful. They're going to show up for me. And they're saying all these things to me, but I'm not able to accept it. Likely what's happening is I am still stuck in trauma from past relationships, and I'm not able to believe I'm not able to be in present reality. And instead of building a new relationship in my brain, I am repeating 
my past relationship experiences, it's like it's a broken record. It's playing over and over and over what happened to me in the past. So nothing that you say to me in the moment is going to help me because I'm stuck on that past relationship experience. So I don't know what that was for Danielle. It could be a lot of things growing up. Um, but she would really benefit from being able to let go of her past experiences and really have that awareness of, hey, my past relationships do not determine my present or my future. I honestly have never seen someone on reality TV who I just go, oh my gosh, she would benefit so much from the Empowered Secure Loved program. There's never been anyone who would benefit more than Danielle. She really needs that framework that we offer where you're releasing your past relationships, you're learning to rewire your brain about beliefs about yourself, you're you're rewiring your beliefs about relationships, and then you're learning to embody the securely attached woman and what it looks like to show up as that securely attached version of you. And then finally, she would learn how to communicate and set boundaries and navigate conflict in a healthy way and build a healthy, securely attached relationship culture. All right. So I don't know if Danielle's listening. If you are a girl, please reach out. I want to help you. Um, and any of you that can relate, I just I want you to know there is a path forward. Uh, the Empowered, Secure, Loved program has helped so many women. Women who've never had a great relationship before are able to go through the framework and experience an entirely new way of being in relationships. This got so long. Oh my gosh. Wow. I guess I need to have a part two once I watch the final episode and we'll see what happens with Danielle and with Nick. Um, there's other, there's other contestants that I want to talk about, namely Shake and Deeps. I really found their connection really interesting. Um, there's some really great things going on for Shake that so many of you would benefit from understanding. So I'll have to do another episode where we talk about Shake and what's going on for him. He's really going through experiencing his first deeply emotional, securely attached connection. And he's trying to learn how to create a safe, physical connection that also feels passionate and where he can create desire within an emotionally safe connection. So basically, he's learning how to have a great physical connection and a securely attached relationship, how to do both of those at the same time when he's never done that before. So he he's fascinating to me. Um, I would love to do a whole episode on him. I will. Um, And if you like this episode, shoot me a DM. I don't usually talk about reality TV. There's not that much that I will actually watch. So this is a rare episode. But hey, if you like it, let me know. I'll break down some more shows. If you have any you want me to watch and analyze, let's do it. 
Um, and in the meantime, please know that I'm always wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. You can hang out with me on Instagram if you don't already. It's just Dr. Morgan Coaching on Instagram, Dr. Morgan Coaching. I post a post today. Um, and I would love to interact with you there. All right, y'all. Of course, I'm wishing you high self-worth, great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.